Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our first reading comes from Isaiah chapter 7. In the days of Ahaz, son of Jotham and son of Uzziah, king of Judah, king Rezan of Aram and king Pekah, son of Remaliah of Israel, went up to attack Jerusalem, but could not mount an attack against it. When the house of David heard that Aram had allied itself with Ephraim, the heart of Ahaz and the heart of his people shook as the trees of the forest shake before the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out to meet Ahaz, you and your son Shear Yashab, in the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the fuller's field, and say to him, Take heed, be quiet, do not fear, and do not let your heart be faint because of these two smoldering stumps of firebrands, because of the fierce anger of Rezin and Aram and the son of Remaliah, because Aram with Ephraim and the son of Remaliah has plotted evil against you, saying, let us go up against Judah and cut off Jerusalem and conquer it for ourselves and make the son of Tabiel king in it. Therefore, thus saith, the Lord God. It shall not stand, it shall not come to pass, for the head of Aram is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is Rezin. Within 65 years, Ephraim will be shattered, no longer a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is the son of Remaliah. If you do not stand firm in faith, you shall not stand at all. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep in Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. Our gospel reading today comes from Matthew chapter one, an account of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Aram, and Aram the father of Amminadab, and Amminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. 
And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah, and Abijah the father of Asaph, and Asaph the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, and Joram the father of Uzziah, and Uzziah the father of Jotham, and Jotham the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh the father of Amos, and Amos the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Jeconiah, and his brothers, at the time of the deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Salathiel, and Salathiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abiad, and Abiad the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Achim, and Achim the father of Eliad, and Eliad the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar the father of Mathen, and Mathen the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David to the deportation of Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Do not be afraid. These words echo in Joseph's ear. They echo in our ears the second Sunday of Advent. They're spoken to Joseph in a dream by an angel, and they are words that he needed. It was strength that he longed for. It was the resilience he craved. Do not be afraid, for God is with you. 
Last week, we talked about how this season of Advent is a wilderness season, a place in between where we've been and where we are going, a place of uncertainty while we wait and prepare and get ready for the new thing that God is doing. It's holy, it's transforming, but it's not easy and it's not comfortable. Our expectations get upended. In the wilderness, we don't have familiar paths to rely on, so we have to rely on God. We said, I believe, even when, even when I don't know exactly where I am headed. We ended with Mary's beautiful song of hope, a woman pregnant with possibility, trusting in God to save the world. Today, we hear Joseph's story. He is in the wilderness between a life he expected, planned for, a life that was planned for him, and then a future he could never have imagined, or at the moment, one he wants. His expectations have been shattered and he is rightly afraid. You know the story, Mary and Joseph are engaged. At the time, engagement is a legally binding contract. It's the first step towards marriage. This was a marriage arranged by their fathers. Mary and Joseph expected that they would get married. A few months later, they would live in Nazareth, one day have children, and then live a quiet life together as a carpenter's family. Well, you also know the rest of this story. Every single one of their expectations will be upended. Mary's expectations, Joseph's expectations. We don't know a ton about Joseph. He doesn't get a lot of airtime in the Bible, uh, but we do know that he is a righteous man. He finds out that Mary is pregnant, and at this moment, he doesn't know why, he doesn't know how. Custom would dictate that he can't marry her, and he's required to divorce her because engagement is legally binding. There has to be a legal step of divorcing her. And he could have done it several ways. He could have done it publicly, publicly shaming her, which would have been perfectly appropriate and acceptable, or he could do it quietly. He's a righteous man and he decides that he will do this quietly. He doesn't want to bring shame upon her if he can help it. But it's still not what he expected from his life, from his wife, from his future life. Well, he falls asleep. And in a dream, an angel comes to him and says, Joseph, this child that Mary is carrying, it is from the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid, Joseph. Mary, Mary, as you planned, and name the child Jesus, because he will be the savior of the world. He will be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph wakes up, he changes his mind. He believes the vision he got from the angel and he marries Mary. They have no idea what to expect, but they trusted in God anyway. They didn't let fear stop them from moving forward. And nine months later, they welcome a son and they name him Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Do not be afraid. These words echo in our ears the second Sunday of Advent. Words we need, strength that we long for, resilience we crave. Do not be afraid, for God is with us. Our expectations 
our expectations for the holidays, for what we want our lives to be like, and then what reality offers instead, our best laid plans like Joseph, they're often not what we expect, especially this year. I don't have to tell you that. And we might find ourselves asking, how can we celebrate Christmas, welcome the savior of the world, when everything around us is different than we anticipated or expected? Maybe there's now an empty seat at the table because of death or divorce, COVID-imposed travel restrictions. How can we celebrate when we thought we'd have a new job by now but are still somehow unemployed? How can we be ready when our health is failing? Maybe addiction is overwhelming our lives or the lives of those we love. When anxiety and depression seem to increase, that happens this time every year, but especially in 2020, that's on the rise. How can we be ready to hear the story of a miraculous birth when what we most hope for was a baby by now, but life circumstances, infertility, the difficulty of adoption, they have our expectations shattered again and again. How can we get ready when our world is so broken? Can we really sing joy to the world? Are you coming into our world, God? We ask, can we really expect for love? Do not be afraid, the angel says to Joseph. Do not be afraid, the angel said to Mary. Do not be afraid, the angel says to us. For God is with you. God is with us. Today, we lit the second Advent candle of love, saying, I believe even when I am afraid that love is stronger than fear. Even when I am afraid, I know that God is with me. When everything is uncertain, we rely on God. Watch for angels, look for signs. Listen to holy words that give us strength and resilience and peace. For in the face of unmet expectations, love always triumphs. It just might not be how we imagine or we expect, do not be afraid, an angel says to Mary, an angel says to Joseph. Yes, your expectations of a quiet life in Nazareth have been completely shattered. The world's expectations of an acceptable family through which the birth of the Savior would come, those have been shattered. The people's expectations of what a Messiah will do, who a Messiah will be, those ended up not matching reality. For the world expected the Messiah to be a king, born to emperors and rulers, expected the Messiah to rule with a sword, to take down the Roman government by leading armies, killing enemies, expected the Messiah to be a good and holy man, but not God, not God with us, Emmanuel. Are we ready for Jesus to come to upend all of our expectations, to watch for what God can do? For I am coming, says God, do not be afraid. I'm not coming as a king, but as a vulnerable baby born to an unwed teenage mother who was shamed for her body. Born into a carpenter's family from Nazareth, a nobody from a scorned town. And Jesus is not a good, holy man. Jesus is fully human and fully divine. And I am with you, all of you, says God. 
My love is so deep that I am becoming a human so that I can live into the fullness of the human experience alongside you, the joys and griefs, pains and celebrations, sorrows and delights. There is no way that Mary and Joseph could have expected, could have gotten ready for the life their son would lead. For as he grew, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, enters into the broken and beautiful places of humanity. He'll eat with folks nobody else will eat with, tax collectors, sinners, prostitutes. He'll touch lepers, hang out with women, break boundaries about Samaritans and foreigners. He'll upend the religious establishment for being too in line with the powers of the day. He'll say, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall inherit the earth. He'll mourn over the loss of his dear friend Lazarus, weeping over his death. He'll turn water into wine, crumbs into a feast, greed into generosity, violence into peace, and death, death on a cross, into life and life abundant. All while offering us mere mortals infinite forgiveness and grace. God has been, is, and will be with us. Emmanuel whether we are ready or not, whether life lives up to our expectations or shatters them to pieces. Whatever we face, we are not alone. Whatever we do or don't do, we are not alone. Whether our hearts are full or breaking or somehow both at the same time, God is with us. Love, love beyond all expectations is stronger than fear. Do not be afraid. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ss.com umc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.